0: Okay Can't say, good, don't say at all. Can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. Treat people like you want to be treated. Can't, never could do anything. Can't, never could do anything. <laughs> and she's pointing at him just like that. <laughs> Behave yourself. Anything else? A little hard work is not going to hurt you. My
1: husband,
0: never go to bed. If you get mad at your husband, never go to bed. Okay, <coughs> make up before you go to bed. All right? It's worse <laughs> if you don't do that. It's worse. Okay. Yeah, because it festers all night. Okay. Anybody else? Oh, these are. kill them with kindness. Don't embarrass... Oh, I'm sorry. They're still going on back there. (laughs) Remember who you are. One more. All right, Kim. Because he is. That's right. My nuggets of advice to my boys every day was... Um, make good choices, make good choices, because it's important. Our story today picks up in verse 1 with King Lemuel. Very little is known about him. Some people think that Lemuel is a pen name for King Solomon, who authored most of Proverbs, but... Like Agur, the author of Proverbs 30, he may be simply an otherwise unknown wise man whose wisdom remains in the Bible, even after he's been forgotten by history. But in this case, the wisdom was according to Proverbs, wisdom of Lemuel's mother. Not much known about Lemuel's mother. She's presumed to be a princess or queen herself, but that's not been recorded in Scripture. Lemuel's identity or his realm is forgotten. Lemuel's mother has also been placed in oblivion historically. But nonetheless, what is most important about King Lemuel and his mother is not their identity or what realm that they ruled over, but the worthiness and implications of the advice on duties and responsibilities of kings. It amazes me how much scripture I study and read that I can parallel and adapt and, and apply To what's going on around me today Today The subject Of responsibilities of kings Is considerable It's of considerable interest to me Years ago I heard In a presidential um, Campaign Character matters Well if it doesn't matter Then we're in trouble if you can look good on the outside, but be rotten on the inside, have no values in the inside, what good are you on the outside? They say, beauty is skin deep, but ugly runs pure to the bone. But my contention is that ugly only is ugly because somebody doesn't have Jesus living in them. Because when you've got Jesus living in you, all of a sudden, everything changes. But we're going to look this morning at some advice from Lemuel's mother. She gave him three pieces of advice. Three pieces of advice. They're recorded for us in Scripture. And we want to examine each of them and see what sort of relevant advice we can glean from them. I said we're going to go through uh, through nine, verses 1 through 9. So the first piece of advice is found, if you have your Bibles open, and by the way, let's stop for a commercial break. Hold up our Bibles. I'm a child of God. Have in my hand. Powerful word of God. Can change lives. Heal broken hearts. Save man's soul. Lord Jesus today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, my mama used to say... My mama used to say. First piece of advice. Proverbs 31, 1-3. through 3. Let's read that together. The words of King Lemuel, the oracle which his mother taught him. What, O my son, and what, o, my, o son of my womb, and what, O son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women or your ways to that which destroys Kings. Now, the King James uses the word harem there. Because you've got to remember in context, that's how kings lived. Kings were surrounded by lots and lots and lots of women. And those women would do that around the king or his son so that they could better themselves. You see, the higher up the chain that man was... The better potential uh, raising of those kids in good conditions and all of that. was So a woman would take full advantage of that. That's why they say women are smarter than men. Much smarter. Without them we wouldn't survive in many ways. But Lemuel's mother tells him not to give his strength to women, nor his ways to destroy "...which destroy kings." So what does he mean? Or what does she mean? Given the context, Lemuel is the son of a mother's womb and vows that Lemuel Lemuel was a queen, the lawfully wedded wife of her husband, presumably a king. Giving your strength to women means collecting and being ensnared in a harem or by a bunch of women scheming for influence for themselves and their children." Because it was more, very, very important that you got. The higher, closer to him, the more favor he showed you, the better it was for the kids that you would have by him. What destroys kings is that luxuriant and corrupt and decadent lifestyle that most kings live in it's a way that destroys them. Now, you know as well as I do, That if you have a contentious woman under your roof, you've got a a bad situation. If you've got an angry woman under your roof, you've got as much of a bad situation. It's no wonder that men have workshops outside the house away from the women. So when the woman starts being contentious, he can disappear to his woodshed. Or his hobbies, or his. See, he knows if I play a round of golf, it's going to take me a long four hours to get there. Now you can play a little quicker than that, but there is no rush when they're contentious at the house. How many of you, when you walk in, you can see it in their eyes? How many men would have the courage to raise your hand? You said a weak, small voice from the back of the room. You see, they don't have to say anything, do they, men? Can you imagine? I want you to imagine just for a minute, don't necessarily want you to respond in any way, because this could be very, very dangerous. I want you I do want you to live beyond this hour. Maybe I shouldn't say it at all. No, let's go ahead. Whenever you would come home and you'd have that one just I want you to visualize the last time you had that contentious Woman, at your house. And you walked in the door, and there's five of them. And David's a teenager, and I'm losing him right now. So. (laughs) And what Lemuel's mother was trying to get him to understand is that how much better it is to be in love with. With one godly wife. You don't need all of these hundreds and hundreds of women. So the advice is don't amass a harem or a group of women. Stick with one godly wife. Because in that godly wife, you will find strength. You will find courage. You will find hope. In that one godly wife, you will find that partner, you will find that mate, you will find that friend. You know, it's great to have a friend, is it not? A friend who will love you no matter how you are. You see, sometimes they appear contentious because of what we do. Have you ever thought, fellas, that women are sick and tired of playing the games that we play? You know, we're so tired we can't carry out the trash. We're so tired we can't clean up a mess. I'll ever be grateful, forever be grateful for the roommates that my son Corey had at OSU. Those uh, three guys, two of them in particular, were very disciplined young men. Mainly because their parents raised them that way, I suppose. And I wasn't, and Cindy wasn't maybe as strict on ours as we should have been. Because we still do this, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And when Corey was in an apartment with these guys, he would finish his little meal. He his, had his cereal bowl and his glass. And he'd do what he, we always did at home. He'd just set it by the sink. He wouldn't necessarily put it away. He wouldn't rinse it out and put it in the dishwasher. He'd just set it over there. And those two guys would stand there. They were all supposed to go to class. They'd stand there and they'd say, this isn't, this isn't acceptable. He said, well, I'll get it when I get back. He said, nope, you're going to do it now or not ever. So they'd stand there and watch him like hawks. Until he washed these things out and put them in the dishwasher. And then he would say, now you're happy? They said, about time. Don't let it happen again. Men, how many of you have your wives who have hovered over you trying to get you to clean up and straighten up? So if you get a bunch of them doing that to you, you're going to pull, you're going to pull your hair out. It's going to blow your mind. So listen to Lemuel's mom. Don't gather yourself around you, a bunch of women, but you find one godly wife and you pull close to her and you stand close with her and you, you grow together to be old people with her. Will there be contentions between you? Oh, absolutely. But it's so much easier to deal with one than five. Think about it. Second piece of advice. Jump down to verse 4. It's not for kings, O Lemuel, it's not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating. Drink lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his, uh, his poverty and remember his misery no more. You know, that's wise counsel. The one that is seldom heeded by rulers far too often... Those who consider themselves elites enjoy parties and banquets and luxury. Do you know people that walk around with their nose up in the air looking down at you? Like, who are you? How can you talk to me? How can you be in my presence? You ever met anybody like that? They're they're ridiculous. They're all in Washington, D.C. They reside there. I've often thought... You know, the snowstorm that hit, they got more snow than anybody else. God's even tired of working that they do. He shut them down with the weather. I wish it would have snowed another 94 feet. That would have been great. Then we'd have had them shut down a lot longer. But our president would have found a way to go golfing. It's those elites that consider themselves better than everyone. It's the elites that want to impress By what they have. It's the elites that throw these lavish parties and banquets. Tim Tebow. Any of you know who Tim Tebow is? Tim Tebow has started a foundation. And what he's done with these foundations, he started these, uh, I can't remember the name of it, Night of... Anyway, for special needs kids, he puts on, he funds a banquet... For these for these kids, they get uh, dressed up in coats and ties, and the girls wear really nice dresses. And they come and they have a banquet. They have a red carpet they walk in on. The girls are handed uh, corsages, and you know they put those wrist corsages on them. And uh, you know the guys are the guys are standing around beaming because they're they're on a date with these girls, and it's it's kind of a neat, neatest thing I've ever seen. And you know where he holds those banquets in churches. Is that not f- more fun? And how many churches are just opening their doors to do this, so that they can have these special nights of, of service to these folks that would—they're they're the marginalized guys. Nobody, nobody looks at them. Nobody sees them. But the boy, to look at them and they come walking in. I remember seeing one. This, this guy was just walking in and he was just—he was just doing his thing, you know. And uh, you could tell he was—he like I'm, I'm on hog. I'm in hog heaven, man. In hog heaven. If you got it on. Night to Shine. See if you can find it on YouTube and we'll bring it up. Show it to them. It'll be fun. You you need to see this. We'll show you a little bit of it. We'll show you all of it. All right. Lemuel's mother recommends to him, drink for those who are perishing, whose lives are full of misery, so that they can forget their misery for a little while. You know, it seems to be a major reason why people self-medicate their problems, and become alcoholics. It's not clear whether her advice was being ironic or whether it was being helpful. But one of the things that I've learned, palliative care is a a term I learned years ago. And uh, palliative care is done through hospices. When people are on their last moments, I am so grateful for places like hospice. They will come to your home, let you pass with dignity. And they will bring the medications to keep you as pain-free as possible. I appreciate that. I appreciate what they're doing and the ministry that they're performing. And um, if you've ever had to use a hospice, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't had to, uh, had any experience with a hospice, uh, I'd encourage you to just go, go visit one just to, just to find out what they do. But it's an amazing, amazing thing that goes on. Amazing things that goes on. So the second lesson for her son is stay clear-headed and stay clear of mind. Stay clear-headed and stay clear of mind. Jeff, can we switch that slide? Stay clear, clear-headed clear and clear of mind. Because it's important that as you're a leader, you need to stay on top of things. Don't let things get in your way. Don't let things cloud your judgment. And the best way to do that is to not be a drunkard. Stay clear-minded. Keep a clean mind. Now, the third lesson is found in verses uh, 8 and 9. It says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all the unfortunate. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend rights of the afflicted and needy. Most kings and rulers may wish to be seen as defending the cause of their people, but in reality, most of them plead the cause of elites. The military leaders or aristocrats or palace courtiers or wealthy businessmen. I think what's made Donald Trump so popular is that he's unashamed. He doesn't care about the... Ins and outs and the wherewithals. He just does it. He's painted his own way. He doesn't need the lobbyist money. He doesn't need the, the uh, party money. He's just doing it himself. And what he's doing and doing that is exposing so much if people will look and listen. You may hate politics. Most people do. But if we're not careful, we won't have a free country to work within. So we have to be very careful. I don't, I'm not endorsing or pushing anybody. I just think it's an interesting phenomenon that's going on. And how many people are responding to certain uh, candidates in the words that they use. Because I would consider him to be an elite myself. I mean, how is it to fly into the Iowa State Fair in a helicopter and offer the kids rides on your helicopter that has your name on it? That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, there's, there's some elitism in him. There's no doubt about it. But we have to be careful of that because it can, it can ruin us. It can ruin us. And we don't have billions of dollars to be this way either do we? We don't. The poor and the needy, the speechless, those who have not who don't have a voice in the corridors of power, nor can afford those to speak on their behalf. They require the support of the ruler. And that support cannot merely be lip service, but needs to be the expenditure of actual political capital and effort on their behalf. For the cause of justice within a realm, most rulers and leaders, whatever their inclinations, are unwilling to crusade for justice within their areas of, of oversight, but are content to go with the flow and enjoy the perks of the office. Associated with being powerful and well connected. So what's lesson number three for Lemuel from his mother? Is that godly leaders speak for the powerless, the poor, and not for the elites. All the pieces of advice for leaders cut against the grain of how leaders generally behave. And if there are three sins of leaders... That are extremely common, the sins of sexual immorality, luxuriant decadence, and casual injustice are high among them. These are especially true in ever-present evils in monarchs whose focus is on splendor and luxury where the power of the monarch and his inner clique is bolstered by some kind of bogus divine right uh, as he viewed, in his view of leadership and where the responsibility of leaders to uphold constitutional standards is weak and doesn't exist. It's because I want it this way, we're just going to change it so it is that way. We ought to be careful when we see standards presented to ensure that such rulers are made aware of their obligations to the people and cease from serving only themselves and their favorites. Lemuel's mother gave immensely wise advice, an advice that is sadly seldom heeded by leaders today, whether they're crowned monarchs or not. I would say to you and to me and encourage you in every way, let's don't be that way. Let's heed her advice. And let's make sure that we're doing it in the right way. Do we have that, YouTube by chance? All right. Let's pray together. Father, we ask you so much to just love us the way you do. There's times when we don't take advice as we should. There's times when we just uh, really push past advice and we don't listen at all. Because we're convinced that we know all the answers. So God, I want to just challenge our folks here today to think about What it is and what it would mean to have you to be the Lord, the Lord and master of their life. It's one thing to have you as Savior. It's entirely something different to have you as Lord and master. What I'm so encouraged about is that you're my master and you're my Lord. And no matter what it is that I ask of you, You were so ready to grant it at the time that I need it. You've taught me not to lord it over people. You've taught me to be fair with people. You teach me every day about generosity, both in receiving and in giving. You teach me so often about the power of friendship. And I'm grateful for Cindy and the friend that I have in her for 38 years she has stood by my side with all my wrinkles with all my wrinkles with all of my inadequacies with all of my problems with all of my struggles she stood by me I cannot imagine having anyone but her by my side and in my life to the depth that she is Father there's times when I don't treat people the way I should I ask you to forgive me of that there's times I will say things that I wish I could bring back instantly but they're gone already and the damage is done help my words to be sweet like honey Help my thoughts to be pure. Help my hands to be clean. Father, we've heard a little bit of advice today. I pray that we can apply it. Lord, if there's anybody here today that just needs to fall on their knees and call out to you because they're carrying a burden that's too big for them, this would be a great time to do that. Whatever it is, Lord, that's in somebody's heart today, would you guide them to respond? In your name we pray. Amen. I just want you to stay seated. It's a great song. Jeff's going to lead us in it. We're going to sing it with him. But, you know, this, if God's moving on you to pray, why not you come on? The cross is right there. Uh, it's a great place to go pray right over there. Let's sing this together. If you're here to, if you need to join the church, come on. If you need to be baptized, come on. Let's talk about it some more. Mainly let's get get right with God and realize the power of the words of this song we're singing.
1: My ghost in my past. Prisoner, say to me, son, stop fighting a fight that's already been And I am redeemed. You set me free. So I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain. No, I'm not who I used to be, and I am redeemed. And all my life I've been called unworthy. my shame and regret but when I hear you whisper child lift up your head I remember oh God you're not done with me yet and I am redeemed you send me free So I'll shake off these heavy chains Wipe away every stain I'm not who I used to be Because I don't have to be Old man inside of me These days is long dead and gone Because I've got a new name New life, I'm not the same Hope that will carry me home free so I'll shake off these heavy chains wipe away every stain I'm not who I used to be and I am redeemed you set me free so I'll shake off these heavy chains wipe away every saint. I'm not who I used to be. Oh God, I'm not who I used to be. Jesus, I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. Thank God, redeemed
0: Is that not true?